In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. Welcome to the uh, Sunday morning show uh, where we preview the Chargers Browns game. Paul's not here because he's on a plane on his way out there. So uh, it's just me, and I've got Phil Comley, who's a Chargers fan from Kent, England. How are you doing, Phil? Hi, thanks for having me. Very good, thanks. Yourself? I'm good. Looking forward to it. Uh, game day is a bit more exciting as a Browns fan this year, rather than uh, wondering how we're going to lose and mess it up. We're actually, there, there's hope, and uh, it's exciting being a Browns fan for a change. So uh, Yeah, I bet you were uh, loving it after that first win after so long. Oh, I ended up drinking a uh, bottle of champagne at half four in the morning, so uh, I had a great time. Uh, my head weren't great the next day for work, but uh, enjoyed it nonetheless. So, how did you end up being a Chargers fan? Uh, right, so I've been following the NFL now for about 13 years, and it all kind of started with the Chargers. Um, a friend of mine was playing the Madden games, and I got involved i got to admit, when I first started, I had no clue what was going on. Um, but an affection with the game just started to, to get rolling. Um, I played uh, with the Chargers on Madden, and um, it was around the time that Ladanian Tomlinson was in his prime, um, breaking the touchdown records in a single season. And, um, yeah, I fell in love with them, and I've uh, followed them ever since. Oh, nice. What, what do you make of the move? What's that sort of been like as a uh, fan that's over in the UK obviously it's different if you're in uh, San Diego but uh, yeah so pretty much the whole time I'd been following the Chargers uh, they were they were in San Diego so at first it was strange because it was almost like at first they'd lost their identity um, but to be honest I quickly realized you know I'm, I'm not going to swap teams or anything like that uh, stuck with them and um yeah, it, I think for me, being in the UK, it was it was a it was an easy transition. Um, but I guess for for them over there, it's it's a totally different uh, situation, and it's not something that we're we're used to over here with with the sort of football that we have. Um, it's it's very unheard of for teams to move cities like that. So it was strange at first, but I'd say they're still the Chargers to me. So no. Um... Well, you led us on nicely to a, a bit of UK football soccer. I call it real football, but uh, Paul does his best on the show to call it soccer. So, uh, who do you follow? Have you got a team? Yeah, I'm actually a Blackburn Rovers fan. Um, my mum was from Lancashire originally. Uh, my granddad had been a long-time season ticket holder, so um, I got to go see them quite a lot when I was younger. Had to make a long journeys up to watch them, but followed them all around the country and yeah, I've been Blackburn for life. Yeah, so obviously some of our uh, American listeners probably wouldn't have heard of Blackburn, but they're actually the first ever team to win the Premier League uh, all those years ago. So uh, it's a club that's gone through some bad owners, but uh, fingers crossed they'll be on the way back up at some point. 
Yeah, they're doing pretty well at the moment. Um, I'd like to see them back in the Premier League in, within a couple of years, uh, but it's going to take a bit of effort. Yeah. So, Paul's favourite question, what body part are you willing to give up for the Chargers to win the Super Bowl? <laughs> well, um, I'm actually a type 1 diabetic, so I've got a pancreas that doesn't work that I'm happy to get rid of. <laughs> Well, it's, it's always some interesting uh, ones, and that, that's different. So, uh, yep, we had the Ravens fan willing to give up their head last week, which was uh, a bit odd. And uh, luckily, they, they won't be needing to give that up because the Ravens aren't going to win a Super Bowl anytime soon. So, uh, no. How how's the Chargers' season been so far? We're obviously, three and two, but uh, behind the record, what's it been like? Well, it started off like any other Chargers season would. Um, we ended up before a, before a single snap was played. We uh, we lost a few of our starters to injuries. So we had Hunter Henry, who tore his ACL out for the season, um, our starting tight end. Cornerback Jason Verrett, we lost him as well. And it was kept quite under the wire that um, Joey Bosa was going to miss the start of the season as well, our star edge rusher. Um, so we've been missing him, and it's rumoured that he'll be back after the bye week, so he's likely to be out for this game against the Browns. Um, but I've got to be honest, players have stepped up. Um, they've been performing you know, relatively well. If you consider last year, we at this stage, we were 1-4. Uh, and four. We had that four-game losing streak right off the bat, and the Chargers do traditionally have you know, a slow start, and with those injuries before this season started, it was kind of like, here we go again. But I've got to admit, they've been playing pretty well. Um, the 3-2 and two record is not bad at all. And when you consider that those two losses have come against the Chiefs and the Rams, who are the two teams in the league who are currently unbeaten, I don't think we've got anything to complain about. No, I'm, I'm grateful as a Browns fan that we won't be seeing Joey Bosa. Um, I've been incredibly impressed with Derwin James. He was a, yeah. one that many Browns fans really liked, but the trouble was when you've got Peppers, we've got Kindred, we didn't need a strong safety. So um, his performances have been incredible. The, the amount of sacks as well, considering it's not a position you really expect yeah. to get as many sacks has been incredible. He's, um, he's all over the field. Uh, Gus Bradley uses him in so many different ways. Um, you'll see him rush, um, rush the passer, sorry. Um, and in the backfield as well, he's, he's already had an interception. Um, so, yeah, I, I strongly believe he's going to be a big candidate for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Well, he's going to be a candidate, but he's coming to my boy, Denzel Ward. So, um, <laughs> no, I think he's got a solid shot. At, I think there's there's three of them. You've got Derwin James, you've got um, Darius Leonard and Denzel Ward. That If you had to decide today, it's between those three. I think they've been standout defensive players. Um, yeah. Avery's been good for the Browns, but not at the same level, I'd say, as the other three. Um, so, looking forward to the Browns game, what what do you think, sort of the, what do you see as our weaknesses, strengths, and how do you think the uh, Chargers can uh, get the win? Yeah, I'd say, um, I'll, start, I'll start with your, with your strengths, I think. Um, I'd be definitely looking at your, your pass rush attack. Um, now, Last week against the Raiders, we had our, our two starting offensive tackles both out for the game injured. So we started with um, uh, two guys called Trent Scott and Sam Tevy. Now, if we end up in that situation again this week against the Browns, then you're looking at those two against the likes of Miles Garrett 
and that's going to make me a little bit nervous. Um, so I definitely say your pass rush is is going to be something that's uh, going to be worrying some Chargers fans potentially. Um, Philip Rivers may be getting sacked a few times from that, but we will have to see a little closer to the time what the injury report looks like for for Okung and and Joe Barksdale, and hopefully hopefully they'll be in the lineup. Um, also, your rushing offense. Um, you know that's, that poses a big threat to us as well. Um, am I right in saying you're either number one or number two in the league currently for rushing? Well, we've got the most yardage. Um, we're yeah. not doing it very efficiently is the trouble. So literally every start of a drive you'll see, if you're sat there with someone and you want to sound like you know what you're saying, just go, it's going to be Hyde rushing for two yards. The start of every single drive this season basically has been hand the ball off to Hyde, he runs for two yards and then... Baker has to go out or Tyrod has to go out and start making plays on second and third down because we've literally just set up second and eight. And I don't know why um, Todd Haley has been such a fan of it, but it's been ridiculous. And I think the one interesting point to note, our pass rush might be good, but miles out ahead of any other quarterback in the NFL, Philip Rivers has the best quarterback rating by a country mile when yeah. under pressure. So... Uh, he, he knows how to move around the pocket. He's not he's not really known for uh, breaking out runs and, and gaining many yards from it. But you you do see when he plays, he's um he's very good at dodging tackles in the pocket. And and a lot of the times, one thing I like about him is he knows defenses. He see he sees the play before it's happening. He knows what's coming at him, and he quite often does a good job of changing the play at the line of scrimmage. Oh yeah, um, Hugh Jackson was came out this. Uh today and said uh, he, the one thing he needs Browns fans to do at the weekend is make as much noise as possible because Rivers is so good at seeing stuff at the line of scrimmage, changing the play. And obviously, if you can create that noise, then uh, if you can't speak to his wide receivers and change the play, then it creates problems. But fortunately for us as well, um, even the home games for the Chargers feel like away games when you consider the Raiders fans and the Chiefs fans there was a lot of red and black in those stands at the StubHub. So I think the Chargers are quite used to playing in those adverse um, environments. And, and yeah, hopefully they'll, uh, they'll, they'll do all right. No, it's, it's going to be an interesting matchup. So Rivers is obviously very dangerous. Um, I've, I've got some pieces of the uh, Chargers offense in uh, fantasy. Yeah. They uh, produce. So it's going to be a really good matchup because... We're rated now as the third best defense in the NFL, so uh, Rivers versus our defense is going to be exciting. Yeah, I was um, I was thinking that you know something that the Browns need to really pick up on for this game is is going to be uh, scoring points. Um, I noticed that in four of your five games, they haven't scored more than twenty one points, and the Chargers have um, our lowest scoring game. We scored twenty three, and that was in our loss against the Rams. So. Um, our offense is pretty hot at the moment. Um, we've got plenty of depth um, in the wide receiver spot. Mike Williams, our first-round pick from last year, showing why he was that first-round pick, making some big uh, touchdown catches of late. Um, so we've got a lot of depth on offense, and they're firing on all cylinders. Um, our, <clears throat> excuse me, our pair of running backs as well is definitely something to look out for. Melvin Gordon and uh, Austin Eckler, they get used in all sorts of ways in the passing game. Um, and they're proving to be very good as well. Melvin Gordon uh, gains yards when you think the play's over. He takes a hit, but he keeps going. He gains those extra yards that make all those differences. 
and uh, yeah, the offense is 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 hot at the moment. Yeah, it's, Melvin Gordon's always one that he deserves more respect than he actually gets. He should probably be up there with them sort of top six, seven running backs in the NFL, but yeah. never really gets mentioned in that breath. So uh, the yeah. the battle of our defense versus your offense is going to be fascinating. Putting up points, I know we haven't scored. Um, over them, 21 points, regularly enough, but that has changed. Now Baker is in. We've actually got an offence, whereas when Tyrod Taylor was in, it was just, oh, it was grim. Um, yeah. I don't even want to think about them dark times. It was it was worse than the Sashi seasons. It was, uh, it, it, we were sat there just going, we're going to lose because Tyrod Taylor just couldn't throw a ball. Um, yeah. But no, what, what's sort of your defence like? Obviously, it was only the uh, Raiders last week that, they blow hot and cold, so one week they look great like they were against us, and then other weeks Amari Cooper's in some of my fantasy leagues was dire. Um, so what's your sort of defence been this year? You've got obviously a few injuries. Yeah, the um, the loss of Joey Bosa at the moment, I think we're feeling a pinch of that, but the, um, the guys who are stepping in in place of him... Um, You'll probably see at the weekend, uh, Darius Phylon and Isaiah Rochelle. Um, they've, they've not been too bad. I think they've got a couple of sacks between them. Um, Rochelle has even managed an interception as well, but that was more made off the play that um, Derwin James made on the quarterback. So, um, yeah, as we've mentioned, Derwin James is our highlight on defence at the moment. Um, our cornerbacks... I think they, they haven't quite had the start that they were expecting. You know, last year, Casey Haywood and Trevor Williams were quite a formidable pair between them. Um, I think so far, I might be right in saying that Trevor Williams is the only one out of the two who's managed an interception so far. Um, so they're going to have some interesting matchups against the likes of um, Landry and Njoku. So it'd be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, and usually I wouldn't bother, but special teams, we are the worst in the league by a country mile. Um, We're too far behind ourselves. Oh, we're on course for setting records for like the worst special teams unit for like the last 20 years, I think. It's, it's that bad. Um, kicking game, because kickers are all the rage for going wrong now. Sort of, yep. what's your kicker been like? Um, I know last year... Um, so many um, Chargers games were ruined by a dodgy kicker. But um, are we going to see kicker woes for both teams or is it just going to be us this week? Well, yeah, it's funny you should say that because um, I've made note of uh, one of our weaknesses for the game was our special teams and kicking. Um, this year has been rather up and down, rather inconsistent, multiple uh, point after tries missed. Now, um, the Chargers tried to address that in the week in the lead up to the Raiders game what they did was they they cut our punter a guy called Drew Kayser who was essentially holding the kicks for Caleb Sturgis our kicker and the Chargers decided to to cut Kayser and they brought in uh Donnie Jones I believe his name is um so he's now holding our kicks and I think it proved all right against the Raiders they made a couple of field goals but I'm tempted to say they missed another um point after try or field goal one of the two so it's been very off and on and my my one sort of concern was that if this game uh, goes to the wire and again I've noticed that in um, four games this season for the Browns um, the the points totals at the end it was a within a three-point game so if we're looking at 10 seconds left on the clock and the Chargers down by two in in field goal range I think we've got potentially 
both sets of fans might be a bit uh, worried at that moment. Yeah, well, we love an overtime. Um, it was three overtimes so far. One of them ending in a draw. So uh, there's a good chance we might see another one. But um, in ter- what's your view as a fan of the going for two points? Obviously, you, maths-wise, um, you're more than 50% likely to convert that two points, whereas obviously you're not going to hit 100% of kicks. And especially with how kickers have been this year, you've obviously got quite dangerous offence with... Uh, Rivers and all the weapons. Would you rather see your team going for it or going for two every time? I probably wouldn't say every time. Maybe in the second half, if things were looking looking dodgy, I, I tend to play things safe myself. So um, yeah, I, I think like you said, we've got plenty of weapons on offense to to give it a go. Um, I wouldn't say I'd like to see it every time, but I think we've got cause to give it a go. I'm I'm in favour of it. let's just go for it unless it's sort of a uh, final uh, kick of the game and say it's uh, 16-16 and then if we make this kick after this touchdown then uh, we win the game that's the sort of time I say alright go, go on kick it or sort of tie in the game in the fourth quarter kick it but other than that rack up points and stack them high so uh, yeah, here's the key part it's the score prediction what do you think well, I've got to go with the Chargers win, so it's going to be 27-21. 27-21, just Well, Paul has sent me his prediction through. I think it's been the same every week so far. He's going 20-21 to the Browns. Um, okay. He likes a close game. I'm going to go even closer. I'm, <laughs> I'm predicting a 27-27 overtime where the Browns kick a winner... And it's 30-27. So, okay. um, if, if you'd have asked me a little while ago, I was, I was slightly favouring more. I, I nearly wrote down a Chargers win. So, um, I've sort of moved it up a little bit and I've decided an overtime win for the Browns um, will do me nicely. Uh, in terms of the Chargers this season, so, my friend who's uh, sort of just sort of getting into NFL for the first time, um, said to me, because he always likes to have a bet on his hockey and stuff, which he watches a lot of. So he bets on one team in each conference, each way. So all they've got to do is get to the final. And um, he asked me for one team in the AFC, one team in the NFC. Um, sort of odds of better than 10 to 1, because there's no point betting on the favourites and then uh, winning no money at the end of it. So in the NFC, I went for the Saints. And then in the AFC, I went for the Chargers, because I, I, I think there's a lot of talent there. But uh, how many wins do you think you end the season with? Uh, I'm thinking about 10. Um, last year, I believe we finished uh, 9 and 7. Um, I think I think we can get into the double digits, but I'll, I'll probably say 10. Um, you know, our, our division is... The Chiefs are our biggest rival at the moment in terms of getting the, the top spot. Um, and they're flying quite high at the moment. Um but yeah, I reckon we can hit the double digits, but I'll go with 10. Yeah, I, th- I think you guys on that side of the uh, NFL, you've got to be aiming for 10 because, yeah, if the Chiefs say lock up winning the division, which uh, they could easily do, you're going to need them 10 wins to get one of them wildcard spots. Whereas if you're over in the AFC, oh no, you are in the AFC, you'll easily wrap that up with 10. Um <laughs> I feel sorry for the NFC teams because they're going to need 10 wins. Whereas if you're in the AFC, you get eight wins and you're probably off to the uh, playoffs. So uh, it's a yep. nice place to be. 
Um, and what do you think of the Browns this season? What's your guess? Obviously, with a one-two, lost two, and drawn one, what's sort of your end-of-season prediction for the Browns? Yeah, I, I've got to admit, um, I've been keeping an eye out for the Browns. I uh, I saw them in London last year against uh, the Vikings, and I've, me and my mate Ben, who went up for that game, have been keeping an eye out for them ever since. Uh, so we were delighted to see that you pulled off your first win. Um, earlier on in the season but I think you will pull off a few more so I'm going to go with seven seven I'm liking it I'm liking it I, I was a lot more pessimistic when uh, I'd seen that uh, Tyrod was starting and how bad Tyrod was in pre-season so I was saying oh, I'll be happy with five and then when Baker came in and after half a game of the Jets I put a bet on for us to win the division I'm going yeah we're going to get at least eight wins and let's just go for it so uh, it, it it all changes very quickly. There's a lot of excitement, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see. But yeah. uh, thank you so much for joining us. It's, no uh, worries. Thanks for having me. If you want to follow Phil, guys, it's at Phil underscore Comley on Twitter. Um, any last takes you want to add? Uh, just to give a shout out to all the Chargers fans, um, we're going to be in London um, on the twenty. 20- is it the 21st or the 22nd for that game against the Titans? Um, so, looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, just um, wishing everyone a great rest of the season for you guys with the Browns. Right, well, I'll see you at that uh, Chargers game and I'll get you a beer because I'm going to all three of the uh, London games. So, when you listen to the post-game show um, tomorrow, guys, I won't be on it because I won't have watched the game. Paul's going to be doing it. Um, possibly with someone in the Muni lot or someone else. So um, have a good game, guys, and uh, best of luck for the Chargers season after this week. Um, hopefully this week goes terribly for you, but uh, after that, I uh, have a little rooting interest for you guys. So uh, thanks a lot, guys, for listening. Thank you, Phil, for joining us. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. It's at PaulBrownUK and at Jack Duffin. Um, have a good day, guys, and go Browns! There's change coming. There's change coming.